Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. The score celebrated its 28-year anniversary on Thursday, and today, early odds turns one year old. We'll have a special in-studio guest in just a moment, and after that, two hours of You Better You Bet, 9 to 11 a.m. today, tomorrow, divisional round weekend, championship Sunday, and Super Bowl Sunday. So the Super Contest is the largest football handicapping contest in the entire world. You may have heard of it. The winner this year took home $1.4 bucks, hitting at a clip of 70%. The team name, It Ain't Breezy. So Sunday night, after all the games were done, end of Week 17, I put it out there on Twitter, hey, congrats to your winners at the Super Contest and the Circus Sports Million, both winners actually hit at 70%. And I noticed one of the names up there, and I saw this name near the top 10 throughout the season, the handle Chicago Jeff. And I tweeted, hey, if anybody out there knows who Chicago Jeff is, hit him up for some money and let him know that I would like to, to talk to him. Then a couple hours later, I get a direct message on Twitter, says, hey, Joe, I'm Chicago Jeff. And Jeff joins me. In studio on Early Odds right here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Jeff, big congratulations, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. It's uh, It was a, a fun time and an interesting experience, to say the least. Okay, so what was the final payday? Tell us a, a little bit about that process. Did you get a call from the Westgate? What happened? No, absolutely not. Actually, I had, I had bet all the early games, so when I— uh, finished up watching the Seattle game, the texts and the uh, Twitter started to fly. And so I asked my proxy, when were the the final standings coming out? When were the payouts coming out? She said, probably in the morning. So I was just really minding my own business, just kind of figure out who placed where, where I placed. And really, when you mentioned uh, that tweet, that was the first time I had any inkling of what I could potentially be making. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been probably, I would have found out probably Monday around 1 or 2 o'clock 
our central standard time. So I was off. I, I, w- I thought there was a three-way tie, but there was a four-way tie for fourth place. Jeff finished in fourth place out of 3,329. I thought it was going to be in the 195K range, but it was a little less than that, right? Yeah, it was. It ended up being the four of us got $163,612. So that's that was the payout for the four of us, the four people who tied for, I think it was actually fifth. So it was either fifth or fourth. I had to look, but yeah, that was the payout for the four of us. Do you have something in mind that you're definitely going to treat yourself with? I do need a new car. I, I've been driving <laughs> a a Honda Accord that I bought in 2003, and it's now 2020. So I think I need a new car. But other than that, obviously I have to pay my silent partner, though, a.k.a. Tony Soprano, a.k.a. <laughs> the IRS. Yeah. Um, but after you get that all taken care of, I'll have a little money to spend on, you know, a decent car, nothing crazy, but just like a, maybe a, a good used truck to get around the city of Chicago. I always recommend these contests to people. I've been doing it for a number of years. This year I did the Circa. I've done the Super Contest a few different times, and people say, wow, $1,500 is so much money. But if you get a couple partners involved, you're talking about $500 for the entire year, and you have action for all 17 weeks, especially with a lot of these contests having uh, some of the quarterly prizes. Did you have... A single entry? Is it just you, or do you, do you have some buddies that you're in this way? It was just me. I did it. I've, wow. I've known about the, the Super Contest for about five years. You know, I've been kind of in the sports betting thing for about five, six years deeply. Not super deep in terms of money outlaid, but following it. So Interesting. I, yeah. um, I decided this year, I was like, well, give it a shot. Why not? It sounds like it's fun, and it's $1,800. I'd saved up some money, so... This wasn't the rent money or the mortgage money or the property tax money. This was some money I just happened to have sitting around, and I said, give it a shot. The reason Jeff said $1,800, $1,500 to enter, you also need to hire a proxy if you don't live in the Las Vegas area. So that costs him $300 for a proxy to enter the picks at the Westgate. I think at some point we'll be able to do it online or an app on our phone, but the technology is not there yet. They're worried about hacking still a little bit. Certainly. So I think at least for a couple of years that you'll have to deal with proxies. Okay, last Sunday, week 17. What place were you going into week 17? Week 17, I was tied for, threw away tied for fourth. So I, my record at that point was 51, 29, and 2. Man, th- this it's a sweat like no other. My first year in the Super Contest, I was cashing. I wasn't even sniffing the kind of money that you won this past week. And I just, I just remember my stomach hurting the, the entire day, week 17. How long are these quarterbacks going to play? I have no idea. The sweat is amazing. So uh, describe your Sunday. So this Sunday was interesting because typically throughout the year, I didn't pay attention to the games as they were being played. I, typically, I work on Sunday. So okay. with the 12 o'clock game Did start. <laughs> no, no, no. But the games start at 12, and so I wouldn't even pay attention. I wouldn't even check scores until 3.30. So I would just let the games play out. Because it's so up and down emotionally to, to track the teams and you know you're t- you have a team that you're betting on and they're down 14 points in the first quarter and you're like, oh, I've just blown a million dollars or whatever. And then all of a sudden they, they rally. Um, so I typically didn't watch, pay attention to the games during their playing time. But this Sunday I did. So I had New England at minus 15, New Orleans uh, minus 13, uh, Green Bay minus 12 and a half, Kansas City eight and a half minus, and then the the Ravens plus two as the underdog. 
So off the bat, New England and Green Bay are just killing me. I mean, I don't know what happened. I thought Bill Belichick and uh, Matt LaFleur would have those teams ready to play. Shout out to Sean Payton for having his his team ready to play. They were up 28 to nothing in the beginning of the second quarter, so that was an easy win. But New England and, and Green Bay struggled, so I'm looking at one and two off the bat. Um, as it turns out, the afternoon game, Baltimore won pretty easily. Uh, Kansas City was an interesting game, so I had them at eight and a half. Midway through the fourth, they were up 24 to 14, so they had a 10-point lead, point and a half uh, lead in the uh, ATS. The Chargers score with about five minutes left in the game, 535, something like that. So now I'm wondering how aggressive is Andy Reid going to be in trying to score another touchdown, or is he just going to basically just sit on the ball, hope to run out, run some clock and punt with maybe a minute left and go from there or, or get a field goal. So they drive the first third down they have. It's third and 10. They, they can be like a 30-yard pass. So long story short, at the two-minute warning, they're on the Chargers' nine-yard line uh, at the two-minute warning, but the Chargers have killed all their timeouts. So at this point, I'm really thinking Andy Reid has no incentive to score another touchdown. Neil three times, killed 90 seconds, kicked a field goal um, with about 35 seconds left in the game and, and let Phillip Rivers take a chance on Hail Mary's. So I actually turned away from that game and, and was trying to figure out, well, is there any way that Green Bay can come back and score two touchdowns and give me that 12-point, 12 12-and-a-half 12 uh, spread? Because by this time the Dolphins had basically won, so that wasn't going to happen. I turned back to uh, see the end of the uh, the KC game, and they scored. I guess they just ran a regular running play. Damian Williams breaks a tackle or two and scores. So now it's back to 31-21, the 10-point spread. Philip Rivers gets the ball. He gets sacked a couple of times, makes a couple of big completions, but at the end he throws an interception. So that game is in the bag. So I, so this makes me three and two basically. And Joe, the difference between three and two mm. is with the third win, I'm in a tie for fifth place or fourth place, and that and all of us who are in fourth place won one hundred sixty two thousand one hundred sixty three thousand six hundred twelve dollars. Had I lost that Kansas City uh, Chargers game, I would have had two wins. The payout for that would have been $75,000. Oh, so you're talking about an $88,000 swing. Um, and then what's <laughs> even funnier is that I had, I had been on the right side of the Philly-Washington D- game in D.C. two weeks ago where Philly scored a defensive touchdown at the end of the game. Um, and they were favored by four and a half. At that point, they were winning by four. So that ended up being a 10-point swing. Had I uh, lost that game, I'm probably looking at a $65,000, $60,000 payout. So still good money, but 163 is better than 65 all day, every day. So I got on the right side of two bad beats. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score joining me in studio this morning, Chicago Jeff. He just finished in fourth place in the Super Contest, which has 3,329 entrants, and Jeff was in for the first time in his life, and he, and he ends up cashing a monster, monster check. It, you know, it's funny, Jeff. The other thing I hear about these contests is, well, I'm not going to enter because 
the pro batters always win those. Mm-hmm. But when you start looking at the history of the super contest, now you don't consider yourself a pro, right? You've just been following sports betting for the last four or five years. Yep, absolutely not. I'm not. My a friend of mine said now that I am a professional, but <laughs> I'll call no. you a pro. But no, I I I'm I am not a professional by any means of the imagination. No. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of the games this weekend uh, with you as well. If you have any thoughts Absolutely. on that, but yeah, you think back uh, a few years ago, there was a farmer in Southern Illinois who finished second place in the super contest. There's a Starbucks barista who won the super contest. These are not your pros who are only betting numbers. When you have a contest this size, a lot of times your public betters that people like to quote fade on Sundays. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that get really hot for four months and then end up taking home a monster check. Right. Absolutely. It's the thing is, is that uh, if there's ever an endeavor that where the term regression to the mean means something, it's a sports betting contest because mm. the person who's 27 or three of the first 30 games is the person who's in 30th place at the end of the contest. I mean, Midway through the contest, I was amongst the 99 of because the top 100 get paid out. So I was 99th. I went from 99th to 80th, 80th to 26th, 26th to 24th, 24th to 4th, like in a five-week period. You know, the guy who finished second, Crisper, three weeks, four weeks ago, he was 132nd or something like that and had two 5-0 and weeks and jumped from 152nd to third place. So... It's possible. It's just it's you get these crazy swings where you think that you're in the money, and it's like, whoa, where did this guy come from? I mean, so it's it's a it's a it's a wild swing. It's it's just crazy. Did it consume your life? Yes and no. Like, I, what I tried to do is I tried to follow a NFL schedule. So after the Sunday games are done and the Monday games are done, I would take Tuesday and Wednesday off because you would get early lines, but we're going off the Westgate line, so. An early line doesn't necessarily mean anything to me because I got to play what the Westgate plays. And these are locking Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening, Thursday morning. So about Thursday morning, I start to look at injury reports and um, kind of betting histories of each team. And a lot of it really isn't numbers. Like, for instance, people like to say bet numbers, not teams. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I know. I think it's just something people say. And frankly, <laughs> it's like, what numbers? I mean, there's probably 10,000 numbers you could look at to bet these, t- the I mean, so which numbers am I looking at? Am I looking, am I looking at numbers from, like, well, the Cleveland Browns historically have beaten the Seattle Seahawks since 1973. Well, that's all right, but what does it have to do with 2019? So a exactly. lot of it— I, that's, I can't—trends, Yeah, I, people like to throw them out there to support their arguments on a side after they pick their side— but for the most part, I would say ignore them. Right. Oh, absolutely. For for instance, there was a guy on a wager talk. I won't mention his name. And a pretty good handicapper. But when the Bears played at Green Bay, he swore up and down that the Bears were the better team. Like he was like, they're the better team than Green Bay. Take the Bears plus the points and they'll win outright. And I think most of us in Chicago would be like, maybe not. Maybe they're not just a flat out better team than Green Bay. But People make those declarations all the time. And um, I, I used a lot of intuition, a lot of what I would call common sense. I mean, you watch a lot of football. I watch a lot of football. You kind of get a sense of who's doing what at what time. So it's it's really – I don't really do a lot of trend betting, especially outside of two or three years. Like I'll look at trends within the year. Like um, San Francisco had a horrible against the spread 
against their division this year. So they were like, they were 0-3 at home and they were like 2-1 at on the road. I'll look at those type of trends, but, you know, just all these deep dives into numbers and trends and histories. What it was a matter if it was a different coach and it was a different roster. Like, different quarterback. Like like under, with that San Francisco example, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play all of last year. So they were 4-12, and 12, so yeah, right. they were horrible. Now, it turned out that they were still horrible this year against the spread against the division, but different roster, different quarterback, and you know, just, just there are different circumstances that, you know, that determine what's going on. So, yeah, I'm not a big trends better at all. I think the hardest part about handicapping the NFL is tuning out the noise. Mm-hmm. There is so much noise. Everybody and their mother has an opinion on who's going to win the game on Sunday, who's going to cover the spread. Right. You start hearing something a hundred times from somewhere like, okay, what am I missing? What do they know that I'm missing? Well, all these guys are on this one side, and they're really smart. And right. Yeah, they say they hit everything, so what, what am I doing wrong? My advice to that, just having gone through this process, is trust your process and trust yourself. There were about 10 games where I had good analysis with my method, and then after hearing all the noise, I sort of talked myself out of those picks. Like, I talked myself out of the Bears-Minnesota game this past Sunday. I talked myself out of the Titans. Were uh, you going to play the Bears? I was going to play the Bears. I mean, I was just like— oh, good for you. Because I was, I was going back between the Packers game and the Bears game, and once Mike Zimmer announced that Kirk Cousins wasn't playing, <laughs> I was like, that's the pick. But then I, I got nervous. I was like, oh, but Mitch. And then it's like you get kind of in your own head. So mm-hmm. what I would tell people is just once you, you you determine a pick and, you know, listen to maybe a couple of voices, but don't start scrolling the Internet for like 50 different opinions because you're going to get a lot of wild stats and a lot of wild opinions. Just trust yourself. And if you make a pick and you believe in it and if it doesn't work out, so be it. But, you know, a lot of times you'll be surprised about how well you end up doing under your own influences or your own intuition. You're going to have a 1-900 number now? <laughs> Man, that's a – you talk about pressure. Having pressure, giving out picks, and having people bet $10,000 on a game based on your pick, that's too much pressure. That's, I couldn't do – even if I legitimately wanted to do that, nah, that's not my gig. Uh, with Chicago, Jeff, uh, this is Early Out Sports Radio 670, The Score. My name is Joe Ostrowski. I'll be taking a deep dive on You Better You Bet coming up at 9 a.m. for two hours. We're going to be here today, tomorrow, Divisional Round, Championship Sunday, also for the Super Bowl, breaking down all these games. Can uh, get your quick opinions on these four games this weekend? Certainly. Let's, uh, let's go uh, AFC first. Uh, yeah, the game's today. I think Buffalo is... Um... The underdog by three? I'm seeing two and a half. Two and a half. Houston is a two and a half point favorite. It opened at three, and this total has been climbing. It it went from 41 all the way up to 44. That's a 335 kick this afternoon. Bills and Texans, Houston a short favorite. A lot of money coming in on Buffalo early. Yes, and I can never agree. Buffalo is a good defensive team. I like Deshaun Watson as a quarterback more than Josh Allen, but I think Houston's defense, even if they get back J.J. Watt, is soft. And I think that uh, Buffalo can pound them a little bit on the ground. And their defense is kind of like that bend but don't break under McDermott and and Leslie Frazier, kind of a Tampa 2 type thing. And I think Houston thrives on big plays on offense. I think uh, Buffalo can keep that under control. So I like Buffalo to cover. And I actually kind of like them to win outright. Go on the road, win in Houston. Do you bet much totals? I do. But the thing is, what's funny now is that I've been so ATS focused because you, you don't do totals for the Super Contest, so I started to ignore that. 
Um, so I got to kind of get my brain back into looking at. You don't have too. to. I mean, you're clearly very successful with sides. <laughs> right. I, I would just stick with that myself. Okay, so uh, you lean Buffalo there. Mm-hmm. How about tonight? We've got the Titans and the Patriots. Some places open this thing at six. Titans money came in early. I saw it down to five and a half. Once the public checks in today, I, I think this number might actually drive up a little bit. The total of 44, Tennessee and New England. Yes. A lot of people are sort of shuffling dirt on Bill Belichick and Tom mm-hmm. Brady. And I think they have one more bullet left. Um, I think next week Kansas City will take care of them. They're struggling offensively as, as they have this whole season. I do like Mike Vrabel. I'm a big fan of his, the Tennessee coach. And I think they can kind of muscle up on him with the running game. But I think Belichick knows a lot about Ryan Tannehill. He haven't played in Miami these last four or five years. So I think they'll figure it out. I think Tennessee will cover the four and a half, five and a half. But look for 2017 New England, 21-19, something like that, last second field goal. I think this is their might be their last stand, but they're gonna they're gonna shoot that final bullet in, in Foxborough tonight. I think there are a few teams, Jeff. That qualify. Okay, I'm going to back them this week, but I'm going to fade the hell out of them next mm-hmm. week. Okay, so Buffalo, New England so far. How about tomorrow on the NFC side just afternoon? The Vikings at the Saints. New Orleans in the Dome favored by eight. This total keeps uh, driving up a little bit. We're almost at 50. Yeah, I could definitely see that being a high total. I think that uh, a few weeks ago, San Fran went into New Orleans and laid 48 points on them. Uh, that was a game I did choose San Fran as the underdog. Even though I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy, I think overall they have a better offense than San Fran did. So I can see this game being a high-scoring game. So I, I can see this being 28-24, 32-28. You know, obviously Sean Payton and Drew Brees are successful in the dome in the play, in, during the postseason. And, you know, you got to figure a Kirk Cousins is going to do a Kirk Cousins thing mm-hmm. sometime during that game. So, I mean, I like them to cover – but I like New Orleans to win, like I said, 35, 30, 34, 28, something along, along that line. Yeah, this should be a very entertaining yeah. game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think both games on Sunday. And let's go to the last game of Wild Card Weekend, Seattle at Philadelphia. Fascinating line movement. So the Eagles open up as a short home favorite, minus one. Mm-hmm. Then it flips almost immediately. Now Seattle's a favorite, minus one and a half. Some places are posting two and a half. Who knows? By right. the time we get to all the parlay and teaser liability on Sunday, this thing might be uh, the road team being favored by a field goal, and the total is 46. Yes. This is an interesting game because both teams are extremely banged up. Um, I imagine Zach Ertz is going to play, even though he's got some busted up ribs. Uh, Seattle's defense has been decimated. I'm sure they're going to play Marshawn Lynch, but, you know, he's still getting into football shape. So this is going to come down to the quarterbacks, and I like both quarterbacks. Carson Wentz is finally living up to his uh, potential. You know, you see what Russell Wilson does. I mean, he almost won them a game in San Fran last week. So when it comes down to the quarterbacks, I mean, I like both of them. And actually, a lot, like you said, a lot of the money is going on to, to the Seattle side. I think Philly has a little bit better of a defense. I think Seattle's defense is, is like Houston's. It's a little soft. So I think that um, despite the fact that they're kind of shorthanded offensively, I should like uh, Philly to cover and to win outright. I think they're going to win, again, 20-17, to 21-17, something like that. I think, I think Carson does one more thing than Russell does in this game. And plus, you know, they're licking their chops. They got beat five weeks ago at home. 
uh, by Seattle. So I'm sure their, their revenge factor is going to be huge. All right, so very good. On the NFC side, tomorrow you like both underdogs with Minnesota and Philadelphia. Chicago Jeff is his name. He just finished in fourth place in the famous Super Contest. Jeff, congratulations, and thanks for coming in studio. I know you're a score listener, so we appreciate you dropping by. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate this, and thanks for having me on. There goes Chicago Jeff, now a rich, rich man after an unreal season of picking NFL games. Don't go anywhere. You better you bet for the next two hours. Myself, Danny Parkins, Nick Costos, and the Action Network's Chad Millman, right here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.